0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Jan Connected podcast. My name is Rachel Dempsey, and we have two really exciting guests joining us today. Don Clawson is the CEO of Strat Property Management Incorporated, and he's also the chairman of the Self Storage Association Board of Directors. Our other guest is Travis Morrow, and he's the president of Strat Property Management and the winner of the 2018 Overall Facility of the Year Award. So thank you both for joining us today and welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for the opportunity. looking forward to having the conversation.
0: All right, me too. So there are so many things I want to talk to you guys about. So let's just dive right into it. So Don, you've been involved in multiple aspects of both self-storage and real estate over the past 28 years. So tell us, how did you break into the market and how would you say things have changed since you first started? (laughs)
1: <laughs> my gosh well let me clarify so yeah it's been 27 plus years I want everybody to know I started when I was like 12 <laughs> no, I'm just kidding <laughs> you know, it's, been a, it's been a while So, uh, and I have had the opportunity to be involved in this amazing business for a long time uh, you know, when you talk about what's changed it's almost easier to talk about what hasn't changed so, obviously the basic fundamental fundamentals of the self-storage business is that were a solution for the customers to store their belongings. Uh, now, I started as a broker when self-storage facilities were truly selling for a 12, you know, 12 cap or higher. Uh, it wasn't unusual to see a transaction take place at $20 a foot or less. And I think that's the start of a very significant change of the opportunity to watch our, our business really mature uh, as my career went on, I had seen so many different properties and so many different uh, management styles. We decided that it would be really important to get into the management business, which we did, uh, myself and my partner, Randy Strauss, uh, about 20 years ago. And then we just wanted to try to get onto the ownership side. and. We were fortunate enough to do so, and now we are certainly more of a owner of um, the management company. Really, just manages what they own. Although we do have some third-party management, still, it's not our focus. And I think that the other thing that has changed is the amazing technology that's coming in into this business. There was basically none back there, and I say that with all due respect to the innovators of the early DMS systems and keypads, but to see where we were back in my first uh, self-storage experience in 1992, where we are here in 2019, uh, pretty much everything has changed except for the basic need and use for self-storage facilities.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you for that perspective. It's, it's crazy to think I've been in here, I think a little over three years and to see how it's changed in that short period. And then especially, you know, you're talking about that length of time. I mean, it's just amazing. So yeah, it is. All right. So Travis, let's turn over to you. So you've also been in the business for quite a while and you're clocking in at 15 years I believe. So what were your first few years like as you found your footing in self-storage?
2: So my first three years in storage were on the consulting side with national self-storage. And I was the consulting division manager that was in charge of essentially doing feasibility studies for third parties that were interested in getting into the business. And so that is where I learned the business uh, fundamentally was what makes a good storage facility. What piece of dirt is going to become a profitable investment for the person that hired us? And many times I told people no which I probably didn't want to hear at the time, but there are fundamentals that go into what makes a good facility. And at the time when I was consulting for third parties, if, if it didn't meet all of the criteria, I wasn't going to tell them to invest their money. And so that, that was my kind of introduction to self-storage. And so I had a little bit of tech background coming out of college and had built a database for our company for competition analysis and different things but you know my introduction to self storage was where do you build one and what makes it work
0: Awesome so you're just you know you weren't just giving a pass to anybody you were very you know strategic about it so that's that's really awesome to hear
2: a lot of operators, not operators, new people coming into the industry, everybody tells them that they need to get a feasibility study. And they kind of kick on that a little bit because they know their site. They think their site's going to work and it's going to be fantastic. And they're super excited about it. When I come in and put some fundamentals behind it and they're, and I'm not as excited as they are, um, It's sometimes a tough pill to swallow. But the cost of paying us to do the feasibility study was much, much less than the full investment of building a storage facility. So I had no problem telling them no because I was saving them millions of dollars versus what they were paying me.
0: Can you both tell us a little bit more about Strat property management and what role it plays in the industry?
1: I'll I'll start with this one. Uh, Strat's actually one of my favorite topics. Uh, Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, so, and I'm not sure that we play a role in the industry, but I would say that uh, if there was a secret sauce, we'd like to believe that ours is just this. We truly have the most incredible team of really dedicated, hardworking, customer service-driven team members, I, I believe in the industry. Uh, they, they truly care about the property they operate and the company that they're a team member of. Now, when we were fortunate enough to have Travis agree to join us as the president of our self-storage division, he's just played such a major role with his, depth, of knowledge, and his operational abilities, and he has also brought to us advancing technology in, in such a big way. So if I were to say that we played a role in this industry, it would not be a boastful statement, but I believe, I truly believe that it's just that our team and the, the way that our team operates in providing different opportunities. And, and we'd love to see the industry embrace our, what we believe is the level of expectation of customer service that uh, we have. I We have some Strat Ackerman's, and then it's the, you know, we strengthen the communities in which we work. We treat others the way that they want to be treated. We always represent with integrity. Integrity. We like to say that you accomplish a wow, just make somebody's day and then take it to the next level. Um, and then I think what Travis has helped us bring in is that we really want to embrace technology and all that it has to offer. And Travis is making this happen. He'll definitely played a big role in relationship with with Janice and uh it's pretty exciting we're opening our third facility utilizing the secure guard systems and adding some other processes we've just um I think you put uh mass units in three of our facilities with with more to come um, and I'm not sure that that's industry changing but it's uh um, something that we're very proud of here at the Strat Property Management.
2: And I will say that Don is certainly not boastful, but I believe that Strat Property Management does have an impact on the industry and not just from the technology side that on referenced, but we're on the phone with the chairman of the board of the Self-Storage Association. Um, (laughs) I'm also on the board of directors of the Self-Storage Association. We are having an impact on our industry above and beyond the impact that we're having on our own facilities. And I agree 100% with Don that I wish the entire industry would come around to the technological developments that are happening in our industry purely from a customer experience standpoint. Um, My flag right now is customer experience, and I talk about it as frequently as I can to as many operators as I can because we need to pick up the pace as an industry, in my opinion, of the customer experience. If you look at your cell phone and think about how many businesses are represented on the apps of your cell phone, we want our stores to be one of those businesses because that's how customers choose to interact with the world today. And I need my stores to be there. And any self-storage operators, I would hope, would also want to be there. And the technology is presenting itself to allow us to do that.
0: So it's really that idea of meeting the customers and potential customers where they are, as opposed to that old school idea of just having them find you kind of randomly on the internet or the yellow pages or something.
1: Well,
0: I haven't said yellow
1: pages in a long time, but, yeah. <laughs> 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 but Rachel, you put you you put that very well. It's uh, meeting the customers where they want to be met, and you know we talk again about the the value of a, a great manager, assistant manager, anybody that represents any of our our facilities, and Travis puts it very well that technology is changing the way that we are going to operate and you know people don't usually love change but uh it they they certainly are embracing the technology that's available to them and we are certainly seeing more and more activity driven through the cell phone or their computer sitting at home and we we are embracing it and we believe that there's it's not a choice because that's what a good base of our customers want. And so, if we're going to treat others the way they want to be treated, we certainly better be able to offer this.
0: Awesome, and that's definitely setting you guys apart. And something else I wanted to touch on. So, you know, our our podcast we're really, you know, trying to reach out to and provide a resource for. Folks who have been in the industry for a while, but also those who may be brand new to it. And, you know, hearing expertise like from you guys and some of our other guests, I always like to ask this question. And, Don, what are the top four or five things that you wish that you'd known when you built your first facility? And alongside that, what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned from that first construction experience?
1: Oh, Rachel, uh, if we could narrow it down to the, you know, 40 or 50 things that, <laughs> that I learned <would> about <laughs> the person, so it yeah, would be better. All but, right, uh, I've got the time. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, You're going to take I, I, four hours. Yeah, that's, that'd be great. I, <laughs> I Truly, we've been doing this for a while, and and I, I really couldn't narrow it down to four or five things. I think that truly we learn four or five things on each new project. And I'm not trying to um, duck your question anyway, any way, and, and I'll share some information, uh, but this is another thing that Travis has, has brought to us, that uh, to our organization, he has an incredible eye for detail, creativity, creativity uh, and then blended with his understanding of technology has really stepped up our development um, opportunities, and it just—it's in in a way that you can't really measure the capacity. The primary thing that I, I believe that I've learned is the importance of really building the product and the right unit mix that's needed for the location. And that knowing that that can change, make sure that you provide enough flexibility in order to change those unit sizes. So think ahead. And if you're having, you know, you would determine that the biggest need in that that market are 10 by 15s, that... Knowing that that might change to a need for 5x10s or 10x30s, when you're designing a facility, really recognize that the current unit mix you're building to is likely subject to change over the decades or however long you're going to own that facility, and try to think ahead and build for that. Um, in the way that you're laying out your original facility. The other thing is to not cut corners, um, not to try to do it as cheaply as possible, um, which I think that uh, the storage business are known for being quite thrifty and wanting to do things as economically uh, pleasing as possible. But uh, cutting back on Making your facility stand out. I mean, Travis took it certainly to uh, uh, another level with uh, his Dove Mountain location, but something between that and like the first facility that that I built in 1999. Or, again, not only has the market changed, the the world's changed that uh, in the self storage world. But I think that you have to. Uh, keep in mind that your unit mix might change built for that. And then also, as tough as it is when you're spending that money, spend it wisely, but don't don't cut back on the systems that are needed. And whether that's again, I'm not trying to make this a Janus commercial, but use the uh, upgraded um, Janna's material or put in the secure guard the Noki system which again we have done in the last three facilities that have come out of the ground um, and go ahead and spend a few extra dollars doing your office the right way and provide some technology options in the offices uh, Travis has done that mountain and we have done at the, the our Lakeside location that recently opened and our next one that's opening.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that. And Travis, let's get your take on that question. What are the top few things you wish that you'd known when you built your first facility?
2: I've been somewhat fortunate and it was an unexpected benefit, I'll call it, of being the facility of the year. Because I've gotten to tour my facility for numerous self-storage operators of all sizes talking about the things that we did at that facility. And when we built that specific project, that was the first one that I had gotten to build in, a, in about nine years. And when we built it, my focus was customer experience and that is the one thing that I tell people as I'm touring the facility that they should be focused on as well because 15 years ago when I was doing feasibility studies it was here's your your drive-up units and people will put a lock on them and they'll go through the gate
1: and,
2: you know, it's pretty vanilla standard self-storage experience. That has changed so dramatically um, that I wish I would have paid more attention to what that experience was then um, as I'm doing currently. You know, as I said, my flag right now is customer experience. and That is the one thing that if I could have paid more attention to it 15 years ago, that just how tenants interact with our properties could have driven a lot more value for my tenants had I been more focused on it. Now I'm solely focused on it, but 15 years ago, that's what I would have told myself. It's the customer's. It's how they experience health stories.
0: All right. Thank you so much for that. And this wraps up the first half of our two-part series with Don and Travis. You can check out our next episode to hear the rest of our conversation.